Welcome, Jennifer Stone, <laughs> to Wizards of Waverly Pod. Well, thank you, David DeLuise. Uh, so this week, guys, we are talking about season one, episode 11. So this show is for y'all, and we've been hearing you that you want to hear the episodes more in depth. So yes. you got it. Okay, uh, here, are, you, are you ready? Yeah. Everybody. Potion commotion. Oh, I like that. That was spicy. So this one originally aired February 10th, 2008. I was 10 years old. Yes, you were. Uh, Justin wants to be chosen for the World School Summit at the UN, but he faces tough competition from popular classmate Brad, whom Alex is infatuated with. Alex plans to use a love potion to make Brad fall in love with her, but accidentally drinks both halves, causing her to fall in love with herself and her head to grow when she's positive and shrink when she's negative about herself. Meanwhile, Max gets his full powers and he must wear a goofy hat to control them. I like it. And it's interesting because um, the the idea that we love ourselves maybe too much sometimes. And the head grows bigger and, a, bigger and bigger. Now, I... I I will let you, do you say. Do you it. love I loved. Son? I liked it. I was watching, yeah. and I was like, because at one point, her head. When once she, or we're jumping mm-hmm. in, but once her, yeah. once her, uh, she drinks both halves of the potion. Yes. If she says something nice about herself, her head expands a little bit, and I actually liked it. Wait, I liked. Wait. Okay. The, did you the like effect. the effect? Yes. Really? Yes. Because I put this one. I, I put this one into the category of the as, chandelier. Of the chandelier. Of like, which I know those who've been listening is like, we don't love the chandelier as an effect. And to me, the head, I didn't love it. So I'm shocked to hear you say you loved it. I liked it. I liked it. Okay. And, 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 um, it, it, it worked for me. Listen, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I will say that right away in the beginning of this episode, um, we have ramped up the, uh, um, competition between the, the siblings. Mm -hmm. And, and there is a lot of competition you know, competitive things. They're competing for, for you know, Br- Selena wants Brad to love her. Uh, Justin wants to beat Brad so that yeah. he could win. There's a lot of competition. And yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, isn't this the first time that the competition between the kids, the wizard I think this is the first time it's brought up, but right. it's explained a bit more in a later episode. And it's also the first time, it's an interesting detail with like Max's powers being brought up, with like having to wear the hat to Which keep is them like, in there. Which um, is like uh, the sequel to The um, Incredibles. Remember the little baby oh, yeah. gets the powers yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like, what are we going to do? Yeah. So that was after this, right? Yes, they copied us. Uh, ah, they got us. But, you know, there was a little detail at the very beginning when Alex walks in, into the substation. She has this, so all like the later 2000s trends are coming back and it's really just, it's like, it's getting me. But she has the bump it. Style. Which is like an extra little yeah, hair. Yeah, for those that can't uh, see me, I'm. It's like the when the bangs are like poofed, the poof. Right. And I did that so hard to the point where there was something called a bump. It. It was like a plastic thing. You could either do it at the front or at the back of your head. But you wouldn't see it. It would just you wouldn't push see it. You up had to hair. like tease your hair. Got yeah. It. And so I had like major flashbacks, and that's coming back, which really freaks me out. Jen, prepare yourself. Um, Things come back. I know. Everything I, is but, just. There's but, not. And, but it, may, it reminds me of how old I am, and that's what. I know. And Jen, I'm way older than you, so fuck you. <laughs> um, okay, so part of Justin wanting to be part of the World School Summit at the UN, he tells Alex about it, but he faces tough competition with his popular classmate, Brad Sherwood, who's a kiss-up, which made me laugh my ass off. Well, because it says kiss-up, not kiss-ass? Yeah, yeah. Like, but can't we say ass because ass is a donkey as well or something? No, I, I don't think that not you can on say- Not on Disney. Disney right. was very like special about that, but it just made me laugh watching it back when they were like, oh, he's a kiss-up. Yeah. He's a kiss-up. And it's like, they're just trying to say kiss-ass. I mean, right. it was like so- And he was very- Nice. I, I can't remember his name. He was but one who of played the Brad. few. He was such a nice guy. I know what you're going to say, Jen. He was one of the few uh, of Selena's crushes on the show that I did not have a crush on that week in real life. Which is so weird because I had a huge did crush you really? on him. No, no, of course I'm not, Jen Stone. Come on. My God. <laughs> I can be so gullible sometimes. But I, I was really, like, you did? I liked him. He was super nice. Yeah, he was He was very... I don't. I guess he didn't make an impact on me. I don't remember. Well, I, I do. I remember him. And and um, something that I... Moving on for a second. Something that I love is when... when um, well, first of all, this is, I think, the last episode. Uh, um, one of the kids comes out of the layer, yeah. which is like, you know, the... Uh, where we store things for the sub shop. Mm-hmm. And it's the one of the first times that 
or, or last times that you see any boxes back there. Yeah. Because I think Selena. Because they kind of abandoned that. Yeah, but Selena opens the door and there was like this magic kind of uh, effect around the door. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, the, the back of the restaurant has now turned into the layer. Never happened Never again. again. <laughs> just wherever you open the freezer, uh, it, 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 you just walk into the layer. Well, they, that's why I guess they never had anyone else work at the sub shop that wasn't part of the family. Because heaven forbid they go back to try to get something from the fridge. We're wizards. When I'm with you, it, where did they store the cold cuts? Where did they store? It's, it's magic, Jen. They it's had magic. no refrigerator They're, at all. The interesting thing, too, is is I say that I'm on lesson five yeah. with Max and I'm on lesson 372 with Alex and Justin. <laughs> How the fuck is he supposed to catch up? You know what I mean? Like, what? They really made it a big, you know. Like he had no shot in hell of winning the wizard competition, which that's yeah. that's another thing that I didn't even think about was how are you supposed to wizard win the wizard competition if you're the youngest? Like, that sucks. Okay, so now... I don't know exactly, yeah. but there's got to be, if I may, I'm just going to yeah, pull like this old, out of like my ass. Clean it first, please. When the youngest sibling becomes of age, you know what I mean? Then, That's when it starts? Well, listen, I'm just uh, spitballing here. No, you know no. what I mean? Like what, I'm going to ask the fans, what do they think? I mm -hmm. want to know, I want to hear from you guys. What do you think, what's your take on... Uh, uh, siblings having a wizard competition, but being uh, different ages? Question mark. <laughs> I love your Deloise face. Question mark. Uh, um, oh, oh, okay. the potion uh, uh, lesson. Yes. Okay. I used this scene as my acting reel. I loved it. Did you read? Because, yeah, I said, I'm going to quote myself now. That's the most actor like, thing I've ever heard in my entire well, life. That, this scene's in my reel. Well, and, and I, you know... Uh, Okay, maybe <laughs> I was a little like, "Hey, I'm I'm on this fucking show. I don't need to put this on my acting reel because yeah. I want if I'm going to do acting other than Disney, I want to do something that's not Disney, so they sure. don't really need to see this." But I did put the potion commotion uh, on my thing because I love when I go pick any potion, any potion at all, and he goes to pick it up, you know, and I go, "Oh, not that one." Yeah. That one. Okay, good. And then I just, I, I loved it. And I loved when we were yelling at each other, uh, but but saying, you know, positive, loving things, to, yeah. you know, nice things to each other, but that, yelling. That part made me laugh because I felt like I could see, and you you and Henry are so, like, committed and, and would try so hard not to break. But I felt like both of you, it brought me joy. Just the same way, like, when people watch SNL and they want, like, people to break. Right. I felt like I could just see both of you on the cusp of like breaking and almost making each other laugh, but you didn't, you didn't, you held it together. But like, I could tell you like just trying to push each other to that breaking point, which just brought me so which much Which is joy. so much fun. Cause you always, it's, it's that real moment yeah. that, that, that he's a little or, or whoever it is that breaks little, it makes it so real and funny. And, and in rewatching a, a couple of episodes, I've seen Jake has has Jake laughed. is the worst he about breaking. He laughed a little. Like he, Jake broke you know? all the time, and I remember, I, like I would make him break, and then like people would be like, "Jake, come on, dude! Like we gotta get it." And he's like, "But she's so funny," and I'm like, "That's my job. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm right. supposed to do, dude." But yeah, he Jake was one of the like I love him, but God, he broke all the time. And and here's some something else that that we've pulled from Bunk, which which I love oh, when you the do, Aardvarks. Yes, the the singing Aardvarks movie. Yeah, he, you you got uh, that's bunk, and he now yeah. used that. He, he made it a thing. You yeah, know? or or the writers made it a thing, which I know? didn't realize until rewatching that episode because I wasn't in it, so I'd never seen the movie's episode. Realizing that that's where that catch where catch came from, of his right. coming from. So the spell that they make other people feel like what you know you love them, but my first thought with the, the spell, the potion commotion spell. And I know this is not what it is. I know it's like a love potion. You make people feel what you want them to. My first thought was like, you make people, you make yourself feel, what are the wizards like sociopaths? Like they need to right, But I think it's just, it, it, it exacerbates no. a certain, or it brings up a certain feeling no, no, no. and hits it. But that's no. what you were thinking. That was my first, that was my like initial thought that I was like, no, that's not right. That's wrong. Where I was like, the Russos are trying like a, like a spell to feel something. I was like, no, that's not it. Fucking Russo. But I just was like, what are they, sociopaths? So if you had uh, an emotion that you wanted people to feel, like potion commotion, what would it be? Happy. You would just want to make people happy? I just want everybody to be happy. That's so nice. And then to cry profusely. 
Um, back to back, like yeah. <laughs> no, happy. you want everyone to be what, schizophrenic. What emotion do you want people to have? Um, uh, is honesty an emotion? I don't. Not know. really. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I don't. I don't. Truthful. Truth is truthful an emotion. You know what? I didn't know there was a fucking test that I'm was going to so... come in here today. I, no, but... I I'm going to go with. I don't think. Those are emotions. Yeah. But I understand well, what I'm you're saying. I'm a sociopath, saying. so I don't know what emotions are. Well, you just are. want everyone to be truthful. Uh, no, I, 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 candor, I find really, um, an integrity I like. In I people. have a little pet peeve. What's your people pet peeve? people say, to be honest. I'm like, fucking be honest all the time. Yeah. Don't like choose, pick and choose. And I've said that before. But what, what, give me some context. What do you mean when people say to be honest? Um, what did you think about the movie? Oh yeah, it was good. Well, to be mm-hmm. honest, I thought it sucked ass. Okay. I mean, whatever it is. It's like, so you're lying the other times? Exactly. Yeah. That's why okay. I'm saying I, I have a, a, a problem with it. That you know what sense. I mean? That makes um, total sense. So, so in this, I'm wearing <laughs> an orange shirt. And it, it clearly, I was not near the orange couch in the scene because I'm wearing an orange shirt. Remember, Shannon yeah. said if we were in a certain outfit, we couldn't like blend in. To, well, no, I guess we just couldn't because that orange couch. If we were in the living room at all, we just couldn't wear orange, right? Because we that couch was so orange. Um, that hat, though. Yeah, no, no, but oh, so so Max yeah. comes in and sneezes or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then he flies up, or not flies up, but he's he elevates. Up. But you can see him for people who can't see me. He's he's like this. He's like you can totally tell that he's strapped in and he's being you know held up. Which I know he didn't play, he didn't me. play off the harness at all. Like normally when we were in harnesses, like you you would try to like counteract the fact that you were in harness and try to show it off. He just like, like Yeah, but it rides up it. your ass. What are you going to do? Does. Oh my God, I've said ass so many times in this episode. Is this the ass episode? The ass episode. <laughs> but So that hat, where did it come from? Was that props or was that wardrobe? My or guess is it was you props. I can see yeah. Jill, our prop, uh, prop master, coming in with that hat. But what also, what the hell type of hat is that? Is it like a Renaissance thing? I don't know. Is it, it like a? I think they were going for the, magic hat, which yeah. is also a little. This is like the magic hat, the sorting yeah, hat. Yeah. It's very kind of Harry Potter kind of. You but, know. And we'll talk about that in later episodes once we get to like the WizTech episodes, because right. that's when we really started to lean into the Harry Potter puns. But I felt like this was the first time we really kind of poked fun at the fact that everybody felt like we were a Harry Potter knockoff. Yeah. I remember in the first season we got a lot of shit for the fact that they're like, this is just Disney knocking off Harry Potter. Um, Which later on I think people realized that we were our own thing. But I think they just tried to find the most ridiculous looking hat on the planet. Yeah. (laughs) Like rather than finding like a witch's hat or something. It's interesting what you're saying because we were in the dark uh, meaning we shot 22, 24 episodes in yeah. the first season before we went out. So this is the Peter Marietta and the writing team addressing the competition yeah. uh, beforehand and knowing that the comparison would be there, especially when we go into WizTech and wear those fucking glasses. <laughs> um, so something was interesting too to me, which is when Jake uh, and the kids go into the substation mm-hmm. and, and Jake doesn't want to wear the hat and it starts snowing. Yeah. And then Brad from outside like- sees the snow and then questions it and completely, you know, when, when Max is like, oh, we have dandruff. It's like, no problem. No, it reminds me of when you talked about like how you step three feet away and then whisper and the person can't hear you. It's the same shit. It's the same shit where they're just like, Oh, it's dandruff? Got it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a suspense of disbelief. We just have to go with it. Is I know, but it is. watching it back, it is just like, really? That's yeah. it? Now, uh, nothing against the actor who played Brad. Yeah. But Selena is supposed to be pining for him. Yes. I didn't see a lot of pining. There was I just not saw a lot like of a chemistry. it's scripted that I have to go after him kind of thing. Yeah. And with that said, I think one of the funniest things that I've seen Selena do thus far in the show mm. is her I'm date I'm I'm hair flip, you know, like <laughs> so she flips her hair back and forth yeah. and then somehow gets it caught in her mouth and you know, which I thought was really funny. It I was thought a great the gag. reason I loved that gag is because it was so Alex in the sense that she didn't even really try it that either. Like she just was like, yeah. <laughs> Like she just kind of like half-assed flirting as well, which I thought was so Alex as well. So to me, that was what made me laugh. Like watching it back, I laughed my ass off on that gag as well. 
Um, just because, like I said, she's half-assed flirting and it still worked, which was so funny to me. Well, I guess it kind of sort of worked. Like Brad was really focused on Do you the... think that Selena's character was doing it half-assed or she wasn't really a flirter? Uh, That's a was good Alex question. Was Alex a flirter or not? I, I think I think more than anything, Alex liked things that came easy to her. You know what I mean? Like I don't think I think Alex if it was that much effort, he wasn't worth it anyway. Yeah, she didn't want to do a fucking thing. <laughs> she was, she, she liked things, you know, maybe she was one of those people that if it didn't come easy, it wasn't meant to be. Well, you know what I mean? Because I've heard you say this before, like, have your have your nice day for you. Like, sit on the couch and relax and mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Well, that was fucking Alex that was Russo Alex's 101. Life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Alex's life was just don't, you know, if it takes effort, don't do it, you know? So, so um, Bill Cott. Yes. In this episode, is, yeah. there, is there a little synopsis yes, of yeah. that? Okay, so, because Mr. Larry Tate's the one who's deciding who goes to the, the UN event, right. to the summit. Um, and who, so, who, 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 his character is always saying cowboy references. Like, that's, <laughs> that's his literally thing. his whole thing is cowboy puns. Yeah, and, and Larry Tate was mm-hmm. named for the character from, is it Bewitched? What I is think the, Bewitched, yeah. yeah. Because um, there's a there's a character on Bewitched, which was a magic show back in the in the day. Were you? Um, I can't were do you, it. We, she like, did her nose, and then yeah. like magic would and happen. they switched Darren's, and they were both named Dick. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, Dick Sargent and Dick York. I think. Um, okay, so they have like a whole thing uh, outside the sub shop where Justin thinks that Mr. Larry Tate's going to be better than bribing um, and like trying to impress and Brad thinks that he isn't. But eventually right. Justin realizes that Mr. Larry Tate does care more about flattery than what he originally thought. And then Alex tells him that, hey, if she succeeds with her plan of wooing Brad, that he'll drop out of the race to go date her and Justin will be selected for the World Summit. And then something goes wrong. Something goes What's amiss so with magic. That never happens on Waverly Place. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Justin and Alex are on the same side, which is surprising. That never happens. And then that's where Alex reveals that she's going to do a love potion. Right. So, um, and then they have that weird, like, thing where, that whole thing where, like, comedy in threes, right? Where she has the first guy who's choking, where she tries to give it to Brad in the sub shop. Right. And then she's like, no, 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 here's a root beer or whatever. And then she has the, like, do you remember who, like, Andy Milanakis? Do you remember who that was? He was, like, MTV era. He would do, like, pranks. And stuff. I'm sorry, that extra reminded me, for anyone who knows who Andy Milanakis is. I like, reminded you of. That of extra reminded me of Andy Milanakis. The, 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 the heavier set guy who was choking. The little kid. Oh, the little kid. The little kid. kid reminded me of him. Oh, okay. Um, so then after that one, then she goes and drinks both of them. And then that's when we start with the whole head growing and shrinking gag. Right. Which got me because she's there and she's doing whatever. And then when she drinks it and then she realizes, I was like, oh, no. She's, she's <laughs> had the potion twice. You got, you got me. Can, can you just show me again when he got really into the episode? I was like, oh my God, she drank the potion twice. What's going to happen? Oh my oh, goodness. No. Oh my goodness. Like you weren't, um, was that the German? Oh my goodness. So um, the, the, the effect of her head getting big, and I just want to cut to in any science fiction show or, yes. or, or magic show, yes. we have a problem. What are we going to do? I don't of know. Course. We can't solve it. What, it's just a, And then you go, oh, I just. You know, I I'll just, just do let this the steam quick. out of her ear. Like, okay. that solves the problem. Like, <sighs> like just to get out of it, which is so silly, right? The steam thing drove, like, uh, the whole gag bugged me for some reason. But the steam thing was ridiculous. But, but because it was just solved, you know, like that? Yeah. Or, yeah. It just is silly. Like, well, but, uh, I always go, oh, yeah, just do this, and then that solves. Which why the problem. didn't you think of that earlier? I you know, which I, I mean, feel that way with so many episodes. Of why is Jerry like hold, he freaks out? Because yeah. also too, you guys go into because we have this whole aside thing, right? Where Max like can't control his powers, and so then he thinks he wants Chinese food. So all of a sudden, you guys open. Oh my god! Right, that, that go, whole blue like green yeah, screen effect, and, we, and and we it was a little silly. It was we go a to, little. We go to China, and then you're in Hawaii. Yeah, and 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 all I could think of in my mind was because we enter back into the loft in China. Did you see the door? Did you see wide the open? Loft? Yeah, I mean, wide like, open. There was just a portal there. Yeah, or it's just something? another dandruff moment where they're like, "No, oh, whatever." Yeah. Well, and that so was the whole reason Mr. Larry Tate gave it to Justin was that he was like, "Oh, you're so cultured. You're bringing me this like 
Chinese food and yeah. this, you know. And then we go to Hawaii. And then, yeah. And when I say blend in and I start hula dancing, okay, I thought it was very funny. No, it was very funny. But why was David Henry skip hula dancing? I don't know. Do you I remember that? Because he kind of was like. I think David liked to add a lot of stuff, and I like. But sometimes but some, it was too much. Yeah, sometimes. When sometimes you, it seemed like he was adding. Right, and it 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 takes away sometimes, and sometimes it adds. Yeah, so it's it's different. You but know? but this was the thing that bugged me about David when we were shooting is him he not would, being on the podcast with us. Well, don't get me started on that. But no, the thing where he would add stuff just because he wanted to to get the upper hand on the joke. So he he would operate where he wanted to make sure he got the gag mm -hmm. rather than feeding the story and that drove me nuts. Well, it's a selfish thing. Well, right? Um No, but I will I want to say I want everyone to know that we've asked every single person mm -hmm. from the show to be on Wizards of Waverly Pod. Yeah, multiple and times over a long period of time. Everybody, every single actor, every single person, Because I've, I've had fans that are like, well, but this is why they couldn't be on, because this was happening in their life. And mm. I'm like, but we've asked over several long months, yeah. periods of time. Like so over six months, you think you could make time mm, So it wasn't because this one something? thing was happening. So no, but good try. Yeah. David Henry, Jake T. Austin, we would love to have you on the show. It would be great to have you here. Okay, yeah, but anyway, back to, back to that. potion commotion. I'm yes. having a lot of emotions in you this are. potion commotion Jeez episode. Louise. <laughs> um, okay, so like we were saying, Mr. Larry Tate is wonderfully aloof to the the you know Chinese you know environment and the Hawaiian yeah. like environment that's coming into like through the front door. Um, you know, and and gives him the the UN ambassador. And Brad is upset that he's lost. He's a sore loser. And he talks about how he doesn't really love the bolo ties, which oh, is a deep cut. Which yes, it's like take telling Mr. Larry Tate that just it's the end of the world yeah, oh, him because the bolo tie is everything. It's everything. Yeah. So at that point, Brad is dead. His bolo tie is the most important thing <laughs> in the world. I just, you know, it's so funny. It's like, I guess. It's the right thing for the writers to have Brad make fun of his bolo tie because that's just, you know, well, setting in stone that he's going to be not picked. Well, yeah, that he's out. Like, yeah. he's dead to Mr. Larry Tate at that point. And, like, what, I feel like that's his, like, signature piece. Do you have, like, a signature wardrobe? Ooh. In the show or in life? In or what? both. Oh, my God. Jen Stone. I'm trying to think if Jerry had, like, a signature Thing. There was a watch you were wearing in season one that was very no. bulky. That was weird. There was a watch that I was wearing just because I said, "What time is it?" You know, and we didn't have our phones. Is that what it we was? Yes. Because I remember. Like, I don't want to wear a watch no. on the, every episode. No, because I remember looking down and being like, "Why is, does he wear that watch?" No, what is there's that? one. And they were they they were like, "We're gonna put it on your left," and I was like, "No, I want it on my right or something." I was. Yeah. I didn't. I don't like. Wearing jewelry, period. Yeah. And so yeah, you're not idea, a jewelry guy. Right. I mean, the idea in the beginning, if you're doing a movie or a project mm -hmm. or something, and they're like, you're wearing a watch. And I was like, no, I don't want to wear a watch. I yeah. can, you know, there's a different way of me figuring out what time it is. But I don't think it's in this episode, but there's an episode where I had to wear a watch because twice I referred to the yeah. to the time. You know? Yeah, I remember being really distracted, being like, where'd that come from? And then we never yeah. saw it again. Like, so many. It went to the dimension of the dog. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call it now. Yeah, dimension the, of the dog, right. where How it went your, there and we never saw dragon? it again. Dragon? How to train your dragon? The dog just farted his way <laughs> out of our lives. <laughs> Oh, we farted Jen. our way out of our lives. Wait, I'm going God, back. There's to what a few you people I wish would fart their way out of my life. <laughs> you, you had something to tell me about it. You had said, "What so, is?" Yeah, it? what's your, what's your, what do you think Jerry's signature piece of clothing was, and what, what is yours? Ooh. You're making like a Lucio ball sound. You know, I think there's one episode where um, Maria and I dress up in our old like '80s outfits. Yeah, and I say, you know, it still fits or something. Yeah, there's yeah. like an '80s thing. So whatever that was, um, but for me, there's there's a there's a, a couple of clothes that I can't wear anymore because I'm oh, no. I'm on my bigger size right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna drop. You're PMSing. It's fine. It's fine. Thank You're you. Just Jen. a little bloated. It'll go away. Is that okay. what it is? Yeah. Um, so what about you? What? what? Uh, I mean, for Harper, I feel like from the fans, it's the marker dress. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel for Harper. Like I said, I think that's just like one epic outfit that she had, but like a signature piece. It's hard to pick that out, right? It is hard to pick. I think for her, it's the matching hat. 
Mm. The matching hat with the dress. Because I think to me that was a lot of times what made her outfits was the fact that she had some kind of matching headband, matching hat. That so it's our about poor, the matching. Uh, it's all about the matching with Harper. It's got to be, it's a theme. It's all got to match. And that was part of it in season one, what drove me nuts. We'll get into that in one of the future episodes specifically. Um, I remember being like, what is going on? Because the first season, you can see wardrobe had not quite found her style yet because it's just like a lot of patterns got like threw up on her. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, in later seasons, it was about the theme. Um, so yeah, I think the theme and the matching was her signature. For me, um, I love a good like cut up t-shirt like this. And then my- Is that Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. I named Batman my returns. cat Fifey because I, yeah, and because it was, uh, she was black and white Aww. and she had like, you know, like it looked like she had a mask on. So oh, we, that's so we named cool. her Fifey. No, this is, so I'm a huge Tim Burton fan. And this is, and I love, like, Batman is, how do you not love Batman? If you can't see it, she has a. I'm wearing a, a, a Catwoman shirt. Yes, a Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman um, shirt. But, uh, like, Michelle Pfeiffer, Batman Returns, is, like, the Catwoman. She, it's the Selena Kyle, like, like gorgeous Gorgeous. Okay. There, there's okay. like I know the behind... original Catwoman from the from the TV show, so she is the original. But yes. you know, I'm just saying. But well, she was and, great. And um, the original was um, oh, Eartha Kitt, wasn't oh, yeah. it? Yeah. Which I mean, she's epic as well. But I mean, I, for me, this one is is the one I grew up on. So like, and and I and I can't. Sorry, I'm gonna geek out for a second. But that one behind the scenes thing where Michelle Pfeiffer in one take, which by the way, she had to take breaks. From I know her. what you're gonna yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. But the, where she had to take breaks from like the latex suit because it was so tight. Mm. But I, sorry, aside. But in one take at the mall where she's doing the whip and yeah. she gets them all at the same time or she gets the heads off the mannequins. Yes. Oh, it's yes. gold. You it's can, so you, good. you guys, you can go to YouTube and put in the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman yeah. with the whips. And and it's amazing. I was going to say that. Yeah. And, and going back to the original... Uh, um, uh, uh, Catwoman thing. I, I made a mistake. I will uh, correct myself and figure out who I was talking about another time. Another time. <laughs> another another place. But yeah, my other signature is my uh, patches of hula hand jacket. Oh, look at you! This thing. Where whenever I travel, I I add a patch to it's it. It's a comfort thing, right? It is. Well, and this one's really baggy. It's really big, so it honestly feels like a, a like a hug. My it drives my mother crazy because she's like, "You have such a cute little figure. Why do you cover it up with this big?" <laughs> Patches jacket. I'm like, because I feel like an I'm old. Comfortable, mom. Like, I'm comfortable, mother, and I feel like this is my uh, my comfort blanket. You know, I wanted to say something here that <clears throat> uh, uh, Justin's character really, I think, in this episode is, and I, a, a geek. Are we allowed to say that? A nerdy kind of thing, like studious, or St I think studious he, is yeah, the studious. Word. Okay, yeah. that's better. I. I really saw that they were like, oh, let's go this direction. Yeah. You know, it wasn't so much him being cool as it was him being proud of himself that he was smart. Well, and I think so, this is what's interesting about rewatching the first season is you really see the discovery. You see us discovering our own characters. You see the writers discovering which mm -hmm. directions they want to go with things. Um and God, David fought the the studious nerdiness, however you want to put it, things so hard. I remember him getting so irritated whenever he would have stuff with Dan and, and, and Zeke and like trying to like whenever they would have stuff together. I loved it because it would bring out such great comedic moments. Um, but I remember him getting so frustrated because he didn't look cool. Right. Um, so he fought against that a lot, which was really frustrating because there was a lot of really great comedic moments. Yeah. Um, that and, got missed because, like, because of, of vanity or what have you, right? Um, but so yeah, I, I noticed that too in this episode where they kind of really discovered, um, that direction with Justin, which worked really well, and it was a great antithesis for Alex, yeah, of having her be this kind of slacker, not really wanting to try, and him being really studious and and him really caring about a lot of these things. That dynamic worked really well off yeah. of each other because they contrast, were opposites, you know. For sure. Opposites always work, I feel like, really well in comedy and, and comedy pairings. And they, they had good chemistry. Yeah. And they really bounced off each other really well. On another note, I had a very red shirt in this episode. <laughs> and your face that I, that I had just so put on earlier in anticipation of this episode. Yeah. And then uh, there was a... a, a a button on it yeah. that was broken, and I tried to rip it off, and I ripped oh. the the shirt. So I know David ripped a Jerry shirt. Uh, 
right I, before I this episode. I should have gone like this and magic. Uh, <laughs> Fix it. You and know. then it would have still been ripped because mm. that's a plastic one. <laughs> um, I know. I saw Wait, that. Magic so... isn't real? No. What? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, listen, I didn't have the best wardrobe, but but what I did get to keep slash steal, mm, Disney, <laughs> um, which was, it was nice. I love that I, I'm able to, to, you know, have those yeah. today. You no, know? and you were so good. I mean, it's nice that, I can't really wear the stuff that I took. <laughs> right. <laughs> the podcast. Your, your dresses are like collector oh, there are, pieces. There are artwork. Yeah. There artwork. I mean, our costume designers were like auteurs with what they were able to make, and yeah. especially in such a short period of time. So, no, I can't really wear them while filming the podcast. But, <laughs> uh, maybe I can break them out for an episode or two if you guys want. But um, maybe like a hat or a headband or something. But um, when we get to the episode. But uh, but yeah. Um, it's nice that you have some of those shirts as well. Is there more synopsis? Uh, there is more synopsis. I want to hear. I want to hear. Um, okay. So when Brad screws up with Larry Tate, um, then Alex tells Brad that she's no longer interested in him and won't be going to the concert with him, even though he's now available because she's nobody's second choice, which she's a prize. That's what she says, which I love that because yeah. damn straight, you are nobody's second choice. Right. Um, her head grows because she says something positive about herself. Brad gets weirded out and leaves. Doesn't question that her head grew, just leaves. Does he see it? Does he? Because I mean, I think it's kind of hard to miss. No, he says he comments on it. Yeah, he goes, "Wow, I never noticed you're so <laughs> you're 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 you have such a big head or something." Yeah, you're, like you're conceited, like like as if your head blows up like a balloon <laughs> and that's okay. Brad is the most like accepting person on the planet. He's like, man, dandruff, sure. Sure, Hawaii and China, whatever. <laughs> like, nah. like he's the most accepting human on the planet. Um, and then Justin asked, like, how long we have to put up with Alex being big headed for seasons. And then that's when I and solve that's where the you problem. Just go you, like you this. create a problem and then you can't solve but, it, and then you solve it like but, this okay, by so letting air out of this, her ear. This dynamic of our show makes me laugh so much because it's literally 20 minutes because every episode's 22 minutes, eight minutes for like commercials. Every episode's 22 minutes. It's 20 minutes of everybody of set up the problem going, ah, how are we going to fix it? And then two minutes of going, oh, here's how I've known the whole time. Right. What? <laughs> Listen, they they write it and then you say it. What are you going to do? No, I know. But it always makes me laugh. I'm like, why didn't Jerry just do this before? Everybody got here. Like, because then we wouldn't have an episode. I, <laughs> I know. It just, I know. But it is that, like, you know, suspense of disbelief um, that does make me laugh. Um, so, so at the end, yeah. uh, Selena, uh, uh, supposedly the spell is gone, but mm-hmm. she still loves herself and sends her uh, self a tremendous amount of yeah. flowers. I can buy there's, myself flowers. There's like a there's a um, <laughs> a, a reference to uh, uh, Hannah Montana or Miley Cyrus. What was that? There was like a reference. No, to- the reference is the fact that the flowers. Like she's like, oh, I can buy myself flowers, and I'm like, this is like the OG flowers. Miley Cyrus' song. You know where she's like, I can buy myself flowers. Listen, Jen, I'm fucking 51 Uh, years old. I don't know every Miley Cyrus song. This song, 50 or not, has been playing everywhere. You cannot escape it. No, it isn't based on anything. I'm just saying, it reminded me. She was half naked on a wrecking ball, right? (laughs) Wrecking ball? (laughs) Yes. This is also in reference to Wrecking Ball. So what you oh, say- Oh, Wrecking with the Flowers is in no, Wrecking Ball? No, it's, well, I mean, I oh, guess kind head. of, if you go through all of Miley Cyrus's relationships, I mean, I guess they all have to do with Liam Hemsworth, but no, I, mean, I think, I don't fucking know. I don't pay this much attention to Miley <laughs> Cyrus. No, it, this scene made me laugh because Alex says, oh, I can buy myself flowers. I don't need Brad, whatever. Right, right. and that's a And it reminded lyric. me, because literally Miley's song, Flowers, is about how she can buy herself flowers. Uh, so it was like, this is like 10, 15 years before okay. this song. And it was just like, well, Alex is like the OG Miley. Oh, so the song she, the came song later. came much later. Motherfucker, the, the I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm just catching up to everything. So that song, song came was out later. this year. So she st- oh, it did? The song came out this year. I, I, I'm, my head hurts. I don't understand. I'm like beating my head did against the microphone. Did you watch Hannah Montana? Did you, were you watching that show? Not really. Because I mean, I was older. 
that show came out like right before Wizards. Because I remember, so I well, remember. I think it was on for two or three seasons before Wizards. I, maybe two. Yeah. Because um, I remember going to the Hannah set while I was waiting the year that mm. I was under contract for Bus Life, which was the pilot that I did before Wizards. With? With Vanessa Hudgens and Brandon Smith right. and Moises Arias, who ended up on Hannah Montana. Um, so I was under contract for a year with Disney where I couldn't audition for anything else. I couldn't do any other job. And they knew with like Vanessa because she had just done High School Musical beforehand. Well, and this is something that Disney does that, you know, they 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 will hold you to the contract even if they know they're not going to pick you up because they want to own you. They knew. Disney. Yeah, they knew within the first three months probably of that of that pilot that they weren't going to pick it up because right. they didn't want to lock Vanessa into a show because they were about to like, you know, High School Musical was testing right. really well. And I remember going to the Hannah set because I knew um, I knew Mitchell Musso. He and I had done a movie together when we were kids called Secondhand Lions. Now I'm pulling a U or I'm going through my IMDb. I think it's okay. It is. It is. <laughs> um, but um, and, you, and I remember the execs being like, I don't know about the show. I don't know. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you have a pretty good idea. Going but, back to my theme, they they were lying their asses off. Well, those those executives, man, they 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 were dealing with children. They were dealing with kids, and and I think there was a little bit of control that there was. But we were a products. Back to what you had said, a little more honesty and truth would have been nice. Yes, um, but the thing is, is like I. Yes, the way that we were handled in some situations was, was not, not okay. It was not okay because I remember, like, in the first season of Wizards, like I got left out of a lot of stuff because I wasn't part of the family and they wanted to focus on the family. And I remember being in my dressing room crying a lot to the point that my mom was like, if you want to walk, we can go. Like contract or no contract, like we can go. Because I was in my dressing room crying because I would show up to bank school hours and you guys were doing interviews. Love your mom. Or you guys were, she's the best. But she just was like, or, or you guys were doing some kind of press junket or you guys were doing something that I wasn't included on. And to be 14 and to be left out of the group, be the only one left out of a group, sucks. Yeah. And I remember my mom saying to one of the executives, don't ever do this to a kid again. Yeah. Um, and they did stuff like that. They tried, I'm not going to say they tried their best, but they tried in some senses to make it very kid friendly. And yeah. then they just completely missed the mark on other things. I felt excluded as well. I felt, you know, that, that we were at... What I saw was, mm -hmm. at least in the beginning, mm -hmm. or the first three seasons, we were an ensemble show. That's what I felt, you too. You know, and, and to be left out of something, you know, is, is yeah. not, it doesn't feel good, yeah. you know. But trying not to take it personally, I think, is, is important. Well, and that's something that I've learned as an adult. But when you're 14, you don't have that capacity. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, no. or, or not that you don't have that capacity, but you're still learning those kind of things. And so when you're 14, everything feels like a personal attack. And of even course. things that aren't personal, right. which of course that wasn't, it was just a marketing strategy at that point, um, feels very, very personal. Well, it's interesting you said market strategy, because when I was first, you know, uh, getting involved with the show, um, I saw that Hannah Montana had sold three hundred million dollars worth of merchandise mm -hmm. and i was like holy shit the oh, yeah. shows are just like a commercial for the merchandise you know yeah but disney disney doesn't cut you in on the merchandise no okay i don't know if i should say this story or not but say it um yeah fuck it right <laughs> fuck it let's start with that the, the are headline you planning on doing the headline disney for Channel this show? yeah but the headline for this little snippet is Fuck it. Oh, David Delarue says, fuck <laughs> it. Um, now I'm scared. Apparently, even if you negotiate and you get a percentage of the merchandise, mm -hmm. right? So that's per the contract. Yeah. Like you get whatever, 5% of the merchandise. Yeah. Well, it's been where the person who was supposed to get the 5% mm -hmm. was like, where is it? You know, I almost looked at my imaginary yeah, watch. Yeah, your, your watch that comes and goes. And Disney actually said, <clears throat> Disney. That was a big one because I'm pissed. Yeah. They said, oh, you don't. we don't give you the money. You have to sue us to get it, right? So think about it. Disney Where has did you all hear their, this? Well, I can't tell you oh, the okay, full sorry. details, Jen, but oh. I will tell you that this happened. Yeah. And Disney has their lawyers on retainer. So if you want your thing, let's say it's... Ten million dollars you're supposed yeah, to get. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to spend a lot of money. So they're banking fighting, on the fact that you're not going to sue. And then they're going to say, "Hey, w w you know, we'll give you five million. 
So then they save five million. Because are you going to wait to sue them and wait? And a lawsuit yeah. takes five years. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to spend all the money on attorneys. So mm, Disney. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I mean, it is interesting to see how much they settle outside of court. And I remember you saying this back when you were directing, because uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but David I directed, directed a few episodes. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember you saying working with Disney is like wrestling with a bear. You might win a few rounds, but overall you're going to lose. And it's true. Like, I have to say, like, the thing is, is there's such a big company and that's why so many people are like nervous to say anything because they own so much and they have so much money. And the reason that they have so much is because they figured out how to do things for so long. Right. And also they came, they were like, we are the bear. We are, you want to be yeah. with us. You want to be, with you're going to take a small amount of money. They have a point. Yes, of course. And that's you know? why it was so hard for me to decide to do the show or not. Cause I knew I was going to show business, right? Not yeah. show art. Um, but, but what ended up happening was I agreed to the amount of money because I enjoyed the part so much. Yeah. Crazy kooky dad teaching well, but his again, kids magic, you know. It's who you work with, the character, the story, or the money. Those yeah. are three reasons you take well, a job. It was not the money on this one. I know. Well, <laughs> I think everybody knows that about Disney. But, but, you know, there's also, I think with Disney, there's another element to put a positive on it. Because like I said, there is, I think a lot of times people talk about the negative that comes with Disney or working as a child, or, or a lot of like the kids shows. But the thing is, is what is unique about Disney, and I think of what a lot of what they approach of that take it or leave it mindset, yeah, is because they do have such a special touch on projects where it connects with people. I think more than a lot of other things, yeah. And I think, especially with a children's audience, and especially the time we were on the channel, I think they created a lot of content that really resonated with a lot of people. So getting to be a part of that. I'm really thankful for it and it's very, very special. Me too, so me too. I, there's I a love balance that. to it, yes, for sure. It just is, they started something which was interesting to me, which is we don't negotiate. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it, it used they don't to be. But they don't have to. Right. But because they, they are the bear. Yeah, but also NBC, ABC, CBS, those people but were But they're in, in competition with each other. Right. You know what I mean? Disney is kind of its own, especially Disney kind of Channel is kind of its own thing. Right, but Nickelodeon really only was two. The, the competition, right? Yeah, but even but even Nickelodeon's kind of its own thing in a different way, and, and their rates were even worse. Now, that's interesting because I had heard something different. I had heard yeah. that you get paid a little more money on Nickelodeon. No. You know what I mean? My All my friends that worked on Nick were like, oh, my God, yeah. you think Disney's bad. I auditioned for Ricky Bicky, Bobby, and Susie. I don't know. The, I just had an aneurysm. Ricky, it, the, the thing is what? four kids' names. There's a show. Okay. It's, the, it's their names. And I remember, <laughs> like, I, I, it was between me and another uh, actor mm -hmm. who, who ended up doing it, and I decided not to do um, the, the, the final audition. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to spend more time with my kids. And also it was right concept. after, but it, but it was for Nickelodeon. Mm. So I got approved to be, you know, from Jerry Russo, Disney dad yeah. to possibly being a Nickelodeon dad, yeah. you know, which would have been very interesting. Yeah. I was going to say Abba, which means, but in German, uh, Abba, I, you know, didn't want to do the same thing for the same pay. It would have been the same exact money. And I was like, I don't want to do that again. You know? I, I, I want did, to move on to something a little more creative. Yeah. You know? I did something while I was in, I, I was getting my prereqs for nursing school. And it just made sense because it was something that I could shoot um, like a, a day. I could shoot a bunch of episodes in a day here and there. And so it made sense um, called Dead Time Stories, which was something that Nickelodeon bought out to like set up some kind of magic like haunted, the haunted Halloways, I think was the show. Haunted Hathaways. Hathaways, thank you. Yes. Um, but I think they bought to kind of set up that show mm. on Nickelodeon. Um, but so it was interesting because I kind of had a similar thing where I sort of worked on Nick after Wizards, but not really because it was kind of this sort of a side thing that they bought. But yeah. anyway, well, we, I mean, we have many episodes to talk about Disney and Nickelodeon and that dynamic. <laughs> but for now, we're going to transition into doing some fan questions, which is a new segment that we're starting to do, which I am so excited about because, like I said, this show is for the fans. So now we get to hear from the fans. So let's see. Wait, wait, Jen. Yes. Nikki, Ricky. Dickie Dawn. That was the show. 
I that that, uh, that am I, having I, a stroke. Didn't that is <laughs> that is. I just wanted everyone to so know what it was. Ricky Ticky Tabby, the show. <laughs> like, okay, what? we have a fan. Yes, we have a fan we video. A fan. We got some submissions, yes. and we're gonna watch that right now. Yes. Hey Jennifer and David, my name is also David from Providence, Rhode Island. I have a question in the episode posting commotion. What do you think happened to Brad after the episode? Because we never saw him again. Excellent question, David, <laughs> and also excellent name. I love your name. Okay, there's too many Davids I in know, Waverly David, Place. David, David. Maria's, okay. who played Teresa's husband's name is David. David. There's too many Davids. So so who, what happened to Brad, who his real name in yeah. real life was Shane Lyons? Okay, so okay. I think I think Brad, because he was a very manipulative. Kiss ass. He was a, he was a kiss up, kiss, kiss ass. Kiss up, kiss up. Um, I think that he probably got the character. I think probably like tried to kiss up to the wrong person or maybe like forge something in school and got expelled and then maybe like had like a white collar crime he went to prison for. That's what I think happened to Brad's character. <laughs> you took it to like the, oh, I love that. Uh, I'm going to go with something happened and he was, he had to be removed from high school into another, like he got kicked out. Yeah. For some reason, because we never saw him again. Or he's in like Hawaii. Said, uh, <laughs> he's in Hawaii. And not questioning any of it. Right. Just being like, sure. Oh, that's so funny. Why not? But I know, because I looked this up, yeah. that Shane actually, his parents were chefs and he stopped uh, acting and became uh, a chef. What? Yeah. He hey, go like Shane. A, yeah. That's it's awesome. Really cool. Do you know where where he's a shot? Yeah, I wrote it down somewhere. Like what's it's in his New address? York. Uh, his address is two four two. No, um, but it it if you look you look up his name, you can see. It's, I think he was starting to teach, uh, starting to cook uh, in in New York at That's a, a so certain cool. place. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, uh, pinch Pokeo me a coke. <laughs> Um, no, I love hearing about, that's one of the cool things about like reflecting on all of this, like so many years later, is just seeing where everybody ends up. Yeah. All right, we have one more fan question. Are you oh, ready? Fan yeah, question. yeah. Yes. Hi, my name is Katie. First of all, I want to say I love your guys' show. Your podcast is amazing. I'm an actress, so here's my question for you. In this episode, Potion Commotion, what was the hardest thing? to do with CGI and special effects in that episode. Katie, excellent question. And um, thank you. We love that everyone, including you, is enjoying the podcast. I We're know. very happy about and that. And always good to talk to a fellow actress. Yes. Okay, so Potion Commotion, what was the, it sounded so, like the, the, t the toughest special effects. Well, because there were so many special effects in this episode, right? We had the head expanding. We have like the, the- Jake going up. Yeah, Jake elevating. Jake <laughs> elevating to and the And then ceiling. we have opening the door and going to other places. I will say this to answer uh, Kate's question, and thank you for that. Uh, everybody- uh, putting in their video submissions. We had a lot of people putting stuff in and we, we really appreciate your participation. Going into the China or yeah. being in Hawaii, that was tough. Yeah. That was a tricky thing because we had to walk into the door and what you're doing is you're you're reacting to something that's not really there. Yeah. You know, which is which is a little tough. Well and what's interesting is because and, and I can relate to that because we had a lot of that where as an actor Katie I think the tricky part is always when you're responding to something that's not there because I think what you relish in as an actor is being able to respond to the person in front of you yeah. right and to be able to experience to have something, a practical have a moment, something yeah, yeah a practical something with the actor in front of you or the actors you're around and so when you're responding to a tennis ball or to you know a green screen and that's it like it's the imagination has to go on overdrive but if you see some of the stuff, speaking of like what Disney's doing now, especially with Star Wars and, and The Mandalorian and, and where they have the the on set where it moves with you. I forget what it's called. It started with um, with The Lion King that they started doing it. But the um, oh, this is going to bug like me. Three yeah, it's like a 360 almost backdrop that makes you feel like you're there. Oh. It's this really cool thing where literally as you move, it moves with you. And I've heard the actors talk about how it just helps so much how like it helps you like just just like suspend disbelief 
I'm gonna have to get on a, a Star Wars Disney show to. Well, figure how much out you love is. fantasy? I'm surprised you. I haven't. do. I mean, I would die to be in a Star Wars thing. I have to say, like Joey Gordon Levitt did a thing yeah. in, the, in Star Wars. There's yeah. a, I think. Channing Tatum might have been a stormtrooper or something. There's a lot of famous people that have. Done you would little be a cameos. great stor- stormtrooper. I, the one th- I would be a good Jabba the Hut. To no, a small oh my God, Jabba stop the- it! Well, my dad, I said that because my dad did Jabba the Hut in Spaceballs. Oh yeah, yeah, Pizza yeah. the Hut is Pizza the yeah. Hut. Um, but no, there's a great one that um, that uh, two comedians did uh, that my brain's also going blank for this as well because of course I need it right now. Um, which is groundbreaking content here. The two comedians, uh, but uh, it was the guy who does Ted Lasso. What's his oh, name? oh, uh, um, I know your brain's gonna go blank too. Jason Sudeikis. Yes, <laughs> thank you. I know. Um, but he was one of them, and basically they had uh, they had Grogu. I'm not gonna say Baby Yoda, but uh-huh. they had Grogu, and they're like, "What do we do with it? I don't know. What do you think we should do with it?" And it was kind of this funny, like two bit sort yeah. of thing. And I was like, I could totally see you do doing like a stormtrooper like that. Uh-huh. It was like a two bit. You know what's interesting you know. too? Okay, we're getting off on a tangent. So well, we're, we're very we're good gonna, at tangents. We're going to rein that in. We'll talk Bring about Star yes. Wars another time. Yeah. Jen Stone. Yes. David Dalley. I was ready. I was ready. I know. Ready. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This has been another episode, a very special episode of Wizards of Waverly Pod. We're talking what's about- your potion commotion? <laughs> wow. Hey, thank you so much for watching this episode of Wizards of Waverly Pod. And if you want to watch clips from this episode, go to the Podco YouTube channel. The link is in the description. And if you can't get enough Wizards, heaven knows we can't, you can join our Patreon for exclusive weekly bonus content. There's a link in the description for that too. It's magical. I'll see you next week. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.